four, three, two, one. People of the world, hello and welcome to Marketing as a Foreign Language, episode 87. On the show today, streamer breaks Twitch record after 1,000 hours on air. Incredible stuff. Court allows TikTok to remain available for download in the U.S. despite White House executive order. Google CEO Sundar Pichai calls for a hybrid work-from-home model, an article we didn't get to yesterday. A quarter of U.S. adults now get news from YouTube. Pew Research Study finds, and last but not least, how to catch and fix four common SEO issues before it is simply too late. Ladies and gentlemen, the show begins, you guessed it, right now. Links to all descriptions of all articles that we investigate here on the show are right there in the description. If you're joining us for the live show, 10.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, why don't you leave a comment? We'd love to hear from you. Streamer breaks Twitch record after 1,000 hours on air. This is from Matthew Adler, IGN.com. It seems like every time you turn around, someone is breaking another record on Twitch. Another record for the longest continuous stream has been eclipsed at over 1,000 hours straight. As reported by Dexerto, Twitch streamer GP Hustler has been streaming nonstop since August, and he's not done yet. What began as a simple 24-hour marathon quickly grew to 30 hours and beyond. Soon after, after GP Hustler began sleeping during his streams and even running daily errands like going to the grocery store, to pick up essentials, all while keeping the camera rolling. Now he's aiming to become Twitch's first 24-7 streamer. So there was a documentary, I forget how many years ago, but there, generally, gen there was um, a gentleman who had cameras all over his house, and he was on stream, basically, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And so he basically said, look, this is where culture is going. And this was way before it was popular. He had a chat room um, of people that would like weigh in on his fights with his girlfriend. And it was a whole thing. Anyway, um, not surprising that this is uh, where, we're, where we're headed. <clears throat> I think it's very telling. I think it goes to show that if you're interested in advertising, if you're interested in entrepreneurship or marketing, and you happen to live in 2020, well, uh, here we have someone really bending the limits, pushing the limits of what is culturally acceptable. And it also goes to show just how important streaming is. Um, I keep talking about the importance of streaming and uh, I will continue to do so because here we have a case in point cultural example, a thousand hours, that is no joke. <clears throat> so if you're not streaming, you might wanna plant that seed in your brain. Socialmediatoday.com Court allows TikTok to remain available for download in the U.S. despite White House executive order. Andrew Hutchinson is the author. Despite TikTok's latest deadline expiring, which would have seen all U.S. downloads of the app banned this past weekend, the app remains available. 
and in operation for American users, at least for the time being. Everybody and their mom is interested in seeing what is going to happen in November. We are so very close. Uh, for our international listeners, yes, we have a, an election coming up in November, and uh, it's all Americans can talk about nowadays. While the U.S. government has given preliminary approval for the Oracle Walmart takeover offer for TikTok to progress, as yet there's no official deal in place, and as such, TikTok was set to be banned in U.S. app stores yesterday in line with the original executive order. But as with the White House's ban on WeChat, the U.S. court, or excuse me, a U.S. court, has now blocked the move, allowing TikTok to maintain regular operations as the details of the deal are finalized. So how interesting is that? Also, thank you to the folks hitting the like button. I appreciate it. Um, you know, you've got an executive order from the president and you've got a lower court saying, yeah, no, never mind. So to recap, on August 6th, the U.S. president um, issued two executive orders which outlined separate bans on the operation of Chinese-owned social apps, TikTok and WeChat within the U.S. Both orders were set to go into effect 45 days after they were issued, which meant that all downloads of TikTok and WeChat would have been banned on September 20th. However, days before the original deadline, TikTok announced that it had made significant progress in arranging a takeover deal, which led the U.S. Department of Commerce issuing TikTok an extension. And the story continues and goes and goes and goes. So I'm not ready to pass judgment on TikTok quite yet um, as to whether or not we should pursue it as a marketing avenue. I think if you're on TikTok, you're just hoping and praying that everything is going to work out. I'm optimistic that it will. There's too many users at stake. There's too much money at stake. It's too valuable. Um, it is entirely possible that three to five years from now, we'll just laugh at TikTok and go, why was everyone so impressed with it? Um, when it just went by way of MySpace. But uh, the numbers are legit. 100 million monthly active users in the United States, 50 million daily active users, according to TikTok. So how accurate is that data? That's anyone's guess. Moving right along, Forbes.com. Google CEO Sundar Pichai calls for a hybrid work from home model. Jack Kelly is the author. In an interview with Alphabet CEO Sundar Pichai at the time, 100 honorees visions for the future event, the chief executive said that the search engine giant will be more flexible with its workers and offer a hybrid model that will include a blend of both remote and in-office methods of working. Pichai, who was recognized by time as one of the world's most influential people, acknowledged that his employees have distinct needs as it relates to their work style and preferences. Um, as the owner of Send It Rising Internet Marketing, I have uh, had all of my employees from the inception of the company all working from home. I understand that there are vast differences between running Google and running a small internet marketing company. I understand this. That being said, clearly we are all moving to a remote working environment. Um, I just, I don't see any other path that makes any sense in the next five to 10 years. Uh, for traffic, it is a blessing. Fewer cars on the road means fewer deaths, means fewer greenhouse gas emissions, means uh, more people at home spending time with their kids uh, and loved ones. Um, it makes all the sense in the world to me to keep people in their homes and video call. And before we know it, we're all going to be in the virtual environment matrix anyway. And we're all going to have an avatar 
anyway. And it's not going to matter if you have a pimple on your head. So I think that Google is behind on this. I think that Facebook is behind on this. And it's because companies like mine are like CPAs or attorneys or folks that run small businesses were way more flexible than these guys. And so we were basically forced in Corona to, or during the coronavirus pandemic, I should say, um, to go remote. And again, we've been remote for four years, so it's not that serious for Senate Rising. But um, for a lot of companies that simply had never even played this game before uh, to go remote, um, I think is really good for everyone. Um, an hour of your life back is glorious. You can do so much with that hour because we all know the math. You wake up at 7, 7.30, you shower, you get ready, you drive to work 30 minutes, whatever. You get to work, you work for probably an hour and a half, and then you're a little burnt. And so you take a little walk or a break or whatever, and then you start working again. Oh, then you got a meeting in 20 minutes. So you kind of like do something in between that. Oh, now it's lunch. And you know, you go and you drive to lunch or walk to lunch or whatever and hit the afternoon slump, you know, productivity declines drastically at around three. And then, you know, you get through the day and then it's five and you drive back home. You get home at six. I mean, come on, man, getting seven thirty to nine and then like five to five forty five back is so incredibly important. And I think it's awful for companies to force people to go into an office just so they can like look over their shoulder and, and judge what they're doing. If you don't have a business model where you can see uh, the productivity of an employee and judge them based on that and not whether they're working in the particular moment that you happen to walk by their computer, um, then I think you have a failed business model. You should be able to see and understand and know what your uh, employees are doing based on what they're producing, period. It's not that hard. So I, I get really fired up and I really am really, really uh, upset that uh, major corporations have not been more aggressive about this. Um, this is the perfect excuse right now to go remote and stay remote. Let's remember that all of the commercial utilities that, that people are using um, are really expensive. So there's a business angle here as well, which is to say you can save so much money and pay your employees more and everyone wins. Um, so work from home world. Back to the article. In an attempt to offer a worker-friendly environment, Pachai said, we firmly believe that uh, in-person, being together, having a sense of community is super important when you have to solve hard problems. Yeah, do it on video, Pachai and create something new so we don't see that changing, but we do think we need to create more flexibility and more hybrid models. I think he's very outdated and wrong. Jason Noggle says, I completely agree in chat. Thank you, Jason. Little affirmation from the Noggle, much appreciated. First Foundation Bank, you should talk to Jason. Set up a, uh, do you know they have no ATM fees at First Foundation Bank? You can go to any ATM and they'll, uh, up to $20, they'll just waive the fee. Jason Noggle, First Foundation Bank. Anyway, he's a friend of mine. Pachai has been at the forefront of the work from home and remote work agenda for a while, has he? What about all the small businesses that have already done it? Are we not on the forefront? At the end of July, Google allowed its employees to continue working from home through June 2021. This pronouncement was part of a growing list of top tech companies such as Twitter Square and Facebook that have previously announced that they'd continue the remote work setup. 
for the foreseeable future. Good. Jack Dorsey, the CEO of both Twitter and Square, pushed the boundaries and said that he's open to having his employees work from home forever. Yeah, duh. Hello. Save so much money. It's good for everybody. Anyway, the uh, article goes on, but we've got the gist. Uh, TechCrunch.com. Sarah Perez is the author of this one. A quarter of U.S. adults now get news from YouTube, according to a Pew Research study. Around a quarter of U.S. adults, or roughly 26%, say they get news by watching YouTube videos, according to a new study from Pew Research, which examined the Google-owned video platform's growing influence over news distribution in the U.S. as well as its consumption. The study, not surprisingly, found that established news organizations no longer have full control over the news Americans watch, as only one in five YouTube consumers, 23%, said they often get their news from channel affiliated with channels, excuse me, affiliated with established news organizations. The exact same percentage said they often get their news from independent channels instead. So it's the rise of the independent channel, which is really exciting. Thank you to everyone hitting that like button. We got a good audience here today. Independent channels in this study were defined as those that do not have a clear external affiliation. A news organization channel, meanwhile, would be a channel associated with an external news organization like CNN, Fox, for instance. So what does this really mean? Does it really matter? Yes. I would argue that the powers at that be are kind of like the blockbuster of years past, which is to say uh, I saw a gif of the number of blockbusters in the United States and it grows and grows and rapid, but its decline is so precipitously fast, it will make your head spin. Um, which is to say, Fox, CNN, MSNBC, these major news organizations, um, they feel so strong and impenetrable and unstoppable, and they just aren't. They simply are not. Um, I think they were late to the game when it came to streaming, and I think um, it's gonna be shaky for them moving forward. So the real question is who's who's taking over? You've got folks like uh, Shapiro on the right, um, who's very, very popular on Twitter. Um, and uh, his show often breaks all these records. So he's taking space. Um, you've got like Steven Crowder and all these different folks um, taking space. Um, and they are, make mo no mistakes about it, eating up um, some of the uh, like Fox News viewership, um, which is just an evolution of things. Um, this is just how it goes. So these two different types of news channels are common. Pew found is 49% of popular news channels are affiliated with a news organization while 42% are not. So the takeaway obviously is that uh, we're getting news from YouTube. Um, there are obviously problems with this. Um, the article is chatting about QAnon and other conspiracy related. Um, you know, I would argue that the major news networks are held to a higher um, accountability. And I'm sure, again, you could find a million anecdotal pieces of evidence that I would agree with you on um, in regards to major news networks spouting obvious misinformation. However, I would say that compared to a random YouTube channel, it is much more likely that the information would be factual um, by and large. So how to catch and fix four common SEO issues before it's too late onto the marketing portion of the show. It's all marketing. Taking a proactive stance in your SEO processes will help you catch and resolve problems before they impact your rankings. 
Um, as an SEO professional, blah, blah, blah. I'm just going to talk about SEO for a second here. So client or colleague gone rogue, blah, blah, blah. All right, I'm going to actually have a conversation quick with you um, about a conversation I had yesterday. Um, I was chatting with someone that is starting a brand. Um, the, the concept um, is a blog around a specific weight loss surgery. Um, and this particular person, um, I don't think they were shocked to hear or, or uh, have the words enter their brain uh, that I was telling them. It's all about shows, people, in 2020, which is to say, if you are thinking about starting a blog um, and you think that just the word alone, just content alone is going to do the trick, it's going to be rough. It's going to be really tricky for you. And a lot of folks out there aren't willing to put their face as the face of the brand. And that's, I think, a mistake in 2020. You can get away with videos where you aren't seen. Videos that would look something like this. Sorry, podcasters. I just exited the, uh, the side of the frame there. Anyway, point being um, that because every word you say on YouTube auto captions and because all of those words are considered part of the SEO puzzle, um, if you want to have a blog in 2020, you really have to seriously consider uh, streaming. Now, I want to talk to you a little bit about Restream, um, which is a platform that I use. If you want to do something called simulcasting, you can stream on LinkedIn, your personal Facebook, a Facebook business page, and uh, YouTube at the same time by simply using uh, this platform called Restream. Uh, my wife said, apology accepted. So thank you, honey. I appreciate that. Thanks for adding that to chat. Um, so Restream is good. Um, and then the other thing that I think you should know about, if you haven't heard about this, is Buzzsprout, um, which is a podcast distribution platform that I started using, uh, which basically gets the podcast sent out to, I think it's 13 or 14 different um, podcast directories. So all things that you should seriously consider if you're thinking about starting a show, which I think you should um, if you are a professional nowadays uh, most of the time. So let's summarize the events of today. We've got a streamer breaking a Twitch record after a thousand hours on air. Uh, I played around with Twitch for a while. I was a chess streamer, did it for about three months, um, learned a lot about it, had a lot of fun. Um, if you haven't been on Twitch, um, it is the easiest way to quickly understand what streaming is all about, what live is all about. Um, just pop in the search bar and type in something that you're interested in. There is a ton of content, um, including people that code, people that play games, all kinds of games, tons of categories. There's music, live music happening all of the time. Um, I'm a big fan of Twitch. Um, it is owned by Amazon. So Bezos, you are contributing to the Bezos billions, um, but the platform is really strong and I really like it. Now, this gentleman breaking the thousand, thousand hours mark, rather, um, is only one more piece of evidence that streaming is going to take over. Um, I feel like it already has. So I would argue that just making YouTube videos nowadays is kind of three to five years out of date. Um, it's hard to break into YouTube right now. Streaming is uh, an option. Uh, court allowing TikTok to remain available. Look, uh, I, with this November election coming up, I think that this deal is just going to be totally stalled out. I find it very interesting that a lower court decided to just say, yeah, you know what? We're going to go against this executive order. I apparently don't know all of the nuances associated with the executive orders because apparently a court just simply blocks it. It says, nope, never mind. Um, TikTok can maintain regular operations as the details of the deal are finalized. So TikTok 
could be a household name. It could be a Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook. I mean, it really feels like it is. And if you are interested in a, one of the few places where you can really go viral nowadays because it's not totally, totally absorbed uh, with content, TikTok, Snapchat are two of those places. Instagram, to a smaller extent, YouTube's becoming increasingly difficult. All of these new platforms, what they do is they provide people with the ability to go viral before there's too many people, which is to say, um, SEO 15 years ago, it was relatively easy to rank for things. It was incredible. I mean, those days are done. I mean, if you want to rank number one for XYZ term, the uh, probability that you will nationally, oh my goodness, come on. We're talking about the cumulative effect of links and content over 20 years. It's hard to compete against that. So we continuously uh, try to find spaces where we can break through. Esther Sass writes, because the administration could not prove that there was a security risk. So thank you for that, Esther. Um, so apparently the administration was not able to prove that TikTok, according to Esther, uh, was a security risk or that they were um, vulnerable to said security risk. So good stuff there. Um, Google CEO Sundar Pichai calls for a hybrid work from home model. Ridiculous. Truly ridiculous. You're so far behind the times, it gives me a stomachache. Um, think about it this way. If you are a 100% work from home model, you could simply, uh, save lives. You could for an employee of yours that would get into a car accident, save their life. And so I feel like you have, uh, you have a, uh, moral obligation to do so. A quarter of us adults now getting their news from YouTube. Yep. Times are changing. Uh, the big look networks, the big national networks are, are struggling. Uh, more than they ever have, I would argue. And then uh, when it comes to SEO, seriously consider streaming. It's a big deal. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for swinging on by the show today. Today was a good one. Very much appreciate all the comments and all of the love, all the likes and all that stuff. Um, we'll be back tomorrow for my final day as the president of my local BNI chapter. Yes, I know. It's been everything I possibly could have imagined and more. Anyway, uh, much appreciation to everyone. We'll see y'all for the show tomorrow, 10.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Have a good one.